1: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Can I get an amen? Rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. this evening. Wonderful to have you with us and wonderful to be joined by the head coach of the top five ranked undefeated in the SoCon Conference. Massive game coming up this weekend it's head football coach Clay Hendricks of the Dens, and he joins us right now on the show. Coach, always do appreciate the time. Um what have been coach some of the key factors in the season that you've had which just has a very special feel to it.
2: Well, I, you know, I think probably our our kids have been really consistent, you know, and I think everything we've done preparation and Yeah, we played pretty consistently, Uh, and I think we've kind of, kind of gradually improving each week. Those are kind of a couple goals of ours, and I think we have some talent, and our staff has done a great job preparing our guys. And you know, they just come to, come to work every day, and then, uh, then you got to be able to go, you know, put together on Saturday. So I, I think probably consistency, and you know, I think been a pretty tough and resilient bunch throughout. I think that's a little bit of how our program's built. So hopefully that'll help us on Saturday.
3: Now, Coach, I know there's still a couple of weeks to go, so you're not thinking about the playoffs yet. But with 24 teams making the FCS playoffs, depth has to be a crucial factor. Uh, Talk to us how you feel about your team's depth through through this point of the season.
2: Well, I think we're pretty healthy. You know, we had maybe one position, the running back position, we've had a number of injuries. Actually, I think we're going to get a couple of those guys back here maybe in the next week or two. But overall, not bad. You know, I think one of the strengths of our team has been our depth. You know, we play a ton of guys on defense. We play pretty, pretty fluid too deep on defense. And I know that has helped us. Um, so, I, you know, I think for us, you know, with our numbers, that, that's been, I think, really probably one of our greatest strengths has been, has been our depth. And certainly want that to pay off for us. And, you know, the other thing that's a little bit interesting, you know, in college football, now we have the kid, the freshman, can play four games. Uh, And actually, we just got, you know, there's just a waiver uh, that's been passed in the FCS that any playoff games wouldn't count towards those four games. So, you know, we're ready to activate a few guys that we've been sitting on, you know, the red shirt that that we'd like to be able to play down the stretch, we think, can help us, especially in some special teams areas. Um, So, you know, it'll it'll be an interesting few weeks.
1: Clay Hendricks of the Furman Paladins joining us here on Offsides, the fan upstate state. Coach, all you're playing this week is a Western Carolina team, and I can't even believe the number I just calculated. They're averaging 60 points a game over their last three. Kerwin Bell, the former Florida Gators quarterback, is the head coach. He's taking the Steve Spurrier system to Western Carolina. And as the old ball coach would say, they're really pitching it around up there. Um, how do you tackle... Such a vibrant aerial attack.
2: Well, I mean, they're, they're really good in lots of areas. I think one of their strengths has just been they're really explosive in all areas. I think they've got one of the best running backs I've seen in a while in this league. And, you know, they're running the ball well. You know, they're throwing it well. Uh, really good offensive line. So, I mean, they, they certainly create a lot of explosive plays. And I think that's probably your biggest concern. You know, I we don't try to get too enamored with yards and points. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know. I think the Sanford team we played last week was maybe fifth or sixth in the country in total offense. And, yeah, you know, we held them, I think, maybe 100 yards under their average. So, I, you know, I think each game is its own world, you know. And I think too many times people try to compare scores. We played this team. You know, I, I think college football is so much about matchups. Uh, they're a tough bunch to match up with anybody offensively. And, you know, I think our offense will need to have something to say about that, too. And, you know, do we have the ability. We're a, we're a team that likes to control the football if we can and run the ball. And so I think there's a lot of factors that can figure into that.
3: Coach, you know, it, it, it warms my heart to see to see some depth in the Southern Conference really coming back to have some real quality depth and multiple teams ranked highly in the top 25. Uh, talk to me about what it means to you and to the program to have so many good con- so many good teams in this conference right now
2: well I, I think there there are five really really good teams in this league right now and I think when I came back in 2017. Uh, I don't know, there may be, maybe the bottom teams were a little better, a little more balanced throughout, but they weren't the very better teams. You know, there were one or two good teams. but uh, So I, I've seen that part of a change. I remember, you know, when I was here before, you know, there were several years where we had three of the top five teams in the country in our league. And, you know, our league went through a time, you think about, you know, I know the talk goes with the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley and, and the CAA and all these, but you think about our league losing people like, you know Marshall in the Randy Moss days. Then we lost the Appalachian team that won three national championships. The Georgia Southern team that won all those national championships. And you know, so it it has it, been a little challenge for our league to kind of recover losing losing some of those top tier teams. Uh, but I think they've done a great job of the coaching in this league is really good, and there's a lot of really good players. And you know, it's pretty wide open. You know, here with with five you know kind of five games left to go.
1: Coach, I thought this was, uh, this was really interesting. Um, there is a guy by the name of Bill Connolly that does an S&P Plus where he ranks all of the teams, and he's got a, a proprietary system, and those in the know really trust his work. This week he shared all divisions of teams ranked amongst themselves, okay? And he had Furman ranked ahead of the likes of Appalachian State, Buffalo, UTEP, Louisiana Monroe, temple florida international new mexico akron among some other teams in the in the fbs he said in the country okay in the country um Furman is very very well regarded is that what you believe about your team coach like if do you believe this is an fbs caliber team that you're coaching this year
2: oh i do absolutely i mean i would love to you know We've been able things like our FBS games. I, I was talking to a guy yesterday, and you know, we seem to get matched up with these SEC teams and top tier ACC teams, and some of these other teams are all playing, you know, Max and and Mountain West schools, and 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 I, you know, I, I have no doubt. Now, the, the challenge would be you had to do it every week just because of the number of scholarship differences. But in in a given game, I absolutely I think we can line up with a lot of those people, and. Uh, you know the, the better. I don't know. Probably the top. I think probably the top 20, 15 to 20 of FCS. I think could line up and, and compete with just about anybody along that line. Uh, again, be a little tough to do if you had to do it every week because of the numbers deal. But I think a one-time, one-time game absolutely we could.
3: Now, coach, when you get into you know when you get into rivalry game conversations, you, you sometimes you got to get a little bit petty. Sometimes you got to pick on small things. What makes Furman purple better than Western Carolina purple?
2: Oh, I don't know. I try not. I've heard that one before. Uh, I think this is my 31st Furman Western Carolina game. Um, y- you know, so I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I guess, I think our purple looks better where they're white than that. Whatever that color is they use. I used to call, I think it was purple and khaki. Uh, I think sometimes they say gold, but uh I think our purple white looks a little better than their than their purple purple gold, uh, but I don't know. You know, it's funny sometimes people ask me about our color purple. I said, well, we're a Nike skill. We wear, we, 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 largely, we're wearing the purple they provide us with. So, uh, you know, one thing about purple, there's a lots of different shades of it, which can create some issues sometimes too. But uh, we'll leave that one for the, I guess, the
4: other experts.
3: Well, Coach, I'm sure you've heard this one, but back in my days in college, we referred to your color as. Furple. So if you if you've never heard that one before, you can stick it in the back pocket. Furple.
2: Well, we've heard quite a few of those over the years. You know, I, I think you talk about rivalries. I think we're the one everybody likes to circle, and I think we get everybody's best shot. And that's the cool thing about you know playing here is is you do feel like you kind of get everybody's best shot. And I, I, I tell our team, I think if we pass out the schedule at the start of the year to our opponents and tell them if they could win one game who you want to beat, I think we would probably get circled a few times. So. Uh, so we'll certainly get their best shot, and, uh, and they'll they'll get ours too. You know, so right, we've been in a bunch of these kinds of games, especially in the last two years, and I certainly hope that helps us. You know, when we get to that one on Saturday.
1: Furman Wofford, regardless of the caliber of play, will always be the number one rivalry uh, coach. But who do you consider to be Furman's second biggest rival?
2: Yeah, I, I really don't know. You know, because. Uh, You know, it's kind of interesting. You know, when I came here as a player in 1982, it was was obvious it was the Citadel. And that got told me pretty quickly, you know. And then, you know, after playing Georgia Southern for a couple national championships, they came in the league. That one was automatically built. You know, we had to run with Marshall in the Randy Moss days, which became a huge rivalry. And then, and then the Appalachian one got going. And then about that time was when Wofford came into the league. Um, so we kind of picked that one up. So I I really don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think at this point in time in my career as many firming games as I've either coached or played in that uh, I could just tell you this one is or this one isn't. Uh, I don't know. You know, we're, we're just trying to – Trying to win as many as we can and win a championship and and you know, whoever we need to play will do that.
3: Coach, one of my one of my favorite words is is you catastrophe. It's the opposite of a catastrophe, a sudden change for the good. Can you take us back to a moment, uh, whether it be this season, last season, any time in your past that you felt like you experienced a you catastrophe that you know, just a sudden change for the good that really sticks out in your mind?
2: I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, in in 2017, um, when I came, when we came back as a staff, you know, been gone for 10 years and things hadn't gone real well, you know, we came back and, um, you know, it's funny, I think even, uh, you know, we go to Wofford the first game, my first game as a coach here, and we go over there and and they had, you know, had kind of been the best team in the league, and we get them first game over there and and you know we end up going for. We actually went for two with about a minute to go to win the game and, and didn't make it. Uh, but I don't know. It's something about I, – I, I'm just sitting in my time here. Just I could see a little bit of a culture change in our program that year. And, you know, we end up going on having a really good year. Um, just in maybe in my time back, you know, I kind of kind of see that as a, you know, as a moment that we felt like I think that, that gave a lot of people confidence and, you know, we were at least on the right track. And, and I'm sure if I had time to sit and think about it, I could, I could think of a few more, but I know just in my time since I've been back, I felt like that was certainly a big, big moment.
1: It is the Furman Paladins against the Western Carolina Catamounts for first place in the SOCON Conference, a battle of ranked opponents as well. Western Carolina has averaged 60 points in their last three games. Coach, we'll be watching. We'll be pulling for you. We love having you on. Thanks so much. Best of luck this Saturday. Hey, thank you. It's great being with you guys. Take care. Clay Hendricks of the Furman Paladins joining us for his weekly hit each and every week. Now it is time to get to some audio from throughout the sports world. Here is Ian Rappaport on some big names that may change places before the NFL trading deadline.
0: There's not a ton of big, big names that are traded at the trade deadline anyway. I mean, it's rare you get like a Von Miller type deal. Um, you know, how willing are the Broncos being going to part with some of their guys, some of the receivers, I think would be interesting. I know teams are going to call Bones, Sutton, Jerry, Judy. I know they don't want a fire sale. You know, you have the Vikings who are struggling. Uh, record's not great. Could someone be available there? Not Jefferson or Cousins. Maybe someone else. The Bears. I know Jalen Johnson, one of the really good corners, talked about. I you was know, not immune to hearing the trade rumors. Obviously, he's heard some trade rumors. You know, it's not going to be anything crazy, um, but I think you'll get a
3: couple of guys moved.
1: Hopefully, the Carolina Panthers will be involved in part of that. Right now, we move down to Dan Campbell. Uh, head coach of the surging and surprising Detroit Lions. He says, look, man, like none of us know what the hell the Heisman Trophy means anymore. Right. None of us know what that means. None of us know what the word MVP means anymore. But he says he'll take his guy.
4: I don't know what MVP is or isn't these days, but I know this. He's playing at a very high
2: level. He's making the throws that are there. He's seeing the field. And he's exactly what we need. And and he's doing exactly what we're asking him to do.
1: I think we are headed towards a Philly versus San Fran NFC championship game. That is my belief. Now, some of you guys differ with me. Some of you have said, no, 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 Mark. It's going to be Detroit. Uh, Texter says Baltimore is going to the AFC championship. That's what I said. Texter says Miami Dolphins in the AFC. I don't think Miami's got the D. You know, I I just don't think they have the D. They're the Miami Dolphins. See what I did there? Uh, next we go to Patrick Mahomes who reveals what he plans to do when his playing days are over. This is very, very interesting.
4: When I'm done playing, uh, I think Tom's trying to do it right now. Um, but, uh, that's definitely where you want to get to because, uh, I love this sport and want to give back in any way possible. When I'm done playing, obviously I'll be a, I'll be a Chiefs fan. Uh, but at the same time, I want to have that competitive uh, edge. Like I've always had my entire life.
1: Wants to own a team when he retires. So that means if the Chiefs aren't for sale, Patrick Mahomes will be trying to help another team win. Mike McDaniel was asked if any quarterback could be, give, could, could be good in his system. And, uh, well, Mike McDaniel does not give an F. There are some folks who believe that many, many quarterbacks would excel, would flourish.
3: Who the F cares? Because it's, there's, it is a team – We're working together, and I know one thing. I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do. Who the F cares? That's great.
1: And how about Nick Saban here on Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Remember that? Like, Saban, this is one of the few shady things he's done. Didn't announce the starter so that Jalen Hurts wouldn't transfer. And then Tua was the starter, The following year ended up keeping Jalen around a year longer than Jalen really probably wanted to. Anyway, here's Saban talking about the connection. Those two guys had.
4: I never had two players that were really, really good players uh, at the same position who actually supported each other the way those two guys supported each other when they were here. Uh, And I think that comes from mutual respect and both guys being great team guys, and, you know, putting the team before their own personal feelings. There you go.
1: Hey, folks, what move might the Carolina Panthers make before the trade deadline? Might T. Higgins be wearing Carolina teal? We'll talk to J.J. Hardy. You'll hear that interview next right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three
1: orders while supplies last.
3: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So the question is, Mark, do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? I'm a team bad news first guy. Okay, let's go to the bad news. This comes uh, from, I, I believe it's in Georgia, where residents of a neighborhood say that there's bad stuff happening at the house down the streets.
0: It was always something going on in that house. A lot of partying, they had an illegal strip club on the weekends. They would get uh, live horses. One day they had live horses.
3: All these uh, individuals were charged uh, with various uh, felony crimes. Man, that's the party house down the road. Illegal strip club and horses? Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to know what's going on with the horses. No,
1: no, no. I can't handle this. I can't handle the (laughs) horses, man. Get the horses out of this. The horses don't deserve that. You read these medieval stories, man, about how horses were used back in medieval times. It's so gross. It's just disgusting. You ever heard those? Yeah, I've heard a few. Yeah, like lower down. They were lower down on beds and stuff. Yeah, I've That's heard disgusting. a few things. Disgusting. Really gross. Okay, what else we got, Make No, me we, feel better. We,
3: have, uh, we have Rick and Greer, who uh, wanted to get in here the last couple of minutes. He, re- he heard that interview with J.J. Hardy, and Rick wanted to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Rick, go ahead. Hey, bud. Hey, I love J.J.,
4: but what is he smoking? Five wins. Have you been watching the thing? What are you rocking out to, Rick? Yeah, Rick, you're you are bearing the lead. Well, the lead is what... the lead Brooks is Brooks and Dunn at a private party with Brooks and Dunn. And you're calling but, us? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh Listening to Brooks and Dunn, and listen to you. Uh, there you go. There you go. Makes well, let's, this feels special. let's jam out, man. I mean,
1: Listen, we, we
3: must be a high priority yeah, in your I, life. I, You're calling us then. I'm with you on that, Rick. I don't see five wins for this team. There, there's nothing that this team has shown me that says they're going to get over the three win total max. I mean, I think three three wins with this roster going through a play, a play caller change at the midway point of the season. I mean, this team is going to look even more yeah. discombobulated for a couple of weeks. And then towards the back half of the season is when things start to get a little more difficult and they're well, they they they're going to miss their window to win games against
4: bad teams. I'm going 0 and 17 and Ooh. I put $500 on it today. They gave me a good odds on it. And I've won three grand on them the last six weeks. And I, I don't think they can win a game. I really don't don't think they'll win a game this year. So you
1: have to root against the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) You're
4: not a Carolina Panthers fan, are you? I have to root against them to win that money. I mean, I've rooted against them the past six weeks. I'm a Panther fan, just not going the right way. I mean, am I wrong for? Making a little bit of money. No, I
1: don't think they're close to winning. And as a matter of fact, Rick, thanks so much for the call. Enjoy Brooks and Dunn, man. Listen to Brooks and
3: Dunn, Rick and Mark and Diesel. Looking at the schedule, Mark, they got uh, Texans at home, Colts at home, Bears on the road, Cowboys at home, Titans on the road, Bucks on the road, Saints on the road, Falcons at home, Packers at home, Jags on the road. Buccaneers at home. I'm. I, I don't. I don't see anything more than three wins on the remainder of the schedule. I don't see him going zero and seventeen. Come on, Rick. That is. That's just a. That's just a brutal. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But Diesel, I think he's got a point. You know, like if you tell
1: me how many games are they going to win the rest of the year. I mean, what would you tell me? I, I'm saying three. Okay. I would say uh, if the over under is one and a half wins to split the difference, I would say under. Ouch. Over under one and a half wins. Ouch! You know why, Diesel? They're not close.
3: Right? They're like, they're not when, close. So, so the first step is you got to be close. Well, then again, they are playing the, the the Cowboys, and the Cowboys just invent ways to lose football games. So maybe just maybe Dak Prescott will hand one over on a silver and blue platter. We'll see
1: if they can just be close the week after next, folks. All right, how does Clemson finish the season? I say they finish with a record of nine and three. Diesel says eight and four. How does the Gamecocks finish the season? We both say five and seven, but what say you? Might one of the wins be over Clemson for crying out loud? Diesel and I will see you right back here tomorrow for a Friday episode of the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. We're offside. smart Ron and Diesel, the fan upstate.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.